0: Do you or someone you know suffer from panic attacks? Today, my guest shares how she manages her anxiety after being held up in her house for a year. She also shares how we can learn to turn our traumas into a gift for others. So please, stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because we're going to be talking to Ms. Erin McCullough, who's going to explain to us about how we can move past our struggles and our hardships. So, you know, I always love to hear the journey story. So, first of all, welcome to the show, Ms. Erin. It's a pleasure to have you on. Thank
1: you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: And, uh, I, you know what? I can't do justice to tell a little bit about who you are. So I would love to offer my platform to share who you are, what you do, and we're going to talk a little bit about your journey story. So please tell the audience who you are and what you do.
1: So as you mentioned, my name is Erin, and I work with people on creating what I call impenetrable joy. And what that is is an internal experience of joy so that you're no longer at the mercy of people and circumstances and events to dictate whether you're having a good day or a bad day, you get to decide intentionally. And so, I work with clients one on one, and I also teach courses about these things and strategies to um, navigating and creating this in your life.
0: I love it. I, you know, everything that talks about joy, I always love to hear. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> as we dive into it, like, tell a little bit about how your how your journey came to. Actually, getting onto this road, and how you started to um you know teach about internal uh, your internal journey of joy.
1: Yeah, um so it started in about 1999, a long time ago. Um, I had gone so an uh, ex-boyfriend and I were having some problems, and we decided we'd go seek a counselor to kind of figure out what we were doing. And in that first counseling session, I had a panic attack, and I'd never had one before, so I had no idea what it was. And the counselor picked up on it right away, told me what it was, and said, you know, there was something coming up for me, and did I want to go ahead and do some deeper work with her? And I agreed. And through that process of um, talk therapy, um, I uh, created an anxiety disorder, and to the point where I was holed up in my uh, – Home for nearly a year. And uh, once I was able to get out of it, I began to study myself and the brain and my body and what was going on there. And I discovered how and why I had created the anxiety disorder. And then I began to develop strategies that I could use to stay out of anxiety and prevent it from happening altogether. And um, so that's really kind of where it all started. Um, and I'll say that um, I have nothing against talk therapy, but I do understand the brain now and I know why that happened. And so um, when I have clients that want to engage in talk therapy with a professional, I um, encourage them to do that if it's done in a manner that doesn't tap into the subconscious Brain where, um, cause one of the things I know is the subconscious mind is not capable of recognizing the difference between if something's going on at the moment or if you're telling the story of the something. And so you begin to, if you continue to tell the story, you know, the one, the yucky one with all the stuff, the trauma and the <laughs> bad things that happened, when you continue to tell that story, your body physically relives it as well and thinks that it's going on again. And that's what happened. And so for me, and it, this doesn't happen for everybody, um, but it is what happened for me. It was talking about the things, all the trauma and things that happened over and over and over again. And my body sort of freaked out and went out of balance and went, oh, we're in trauma again. So we need to act like we're in trauma. And so that's how the disorder came about. Uh, Once I was able to rectify the chemical pieces in my body to get that more set, uh, the work was still there to do. Um, It's just different. Right. So now I don't have to be in reaction to all the physical things. But now I've got to get into what can I do mentally, emotionally, spiritually to create a different experience. And so it started from there. So I got all the chemicals figured out. Um, I went to a homeopathic psychiatrist and she gave me a remedy that was very effective and worked in one time. And then I, I needed to start unpacking, like, how was I going to navigate this world in a different way? Because mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I was still in that space. I just wasn't having all the, I wasn't having the, um, you know, panic attacks and all the things but I still was capable of them because I had been there before. So I knew it was a possibility. So I had to figure out a way that I was going to navigate and be calmer in my life so that I could experience it differently. Is that right. in sense?
0: Yeah. I, I, it's bringing up. Yeah. I, it makes sense to me. And I, you know, the I, I'm always listening to what you're explaining. And I know we gloss over, you know, I know you're telling your story. This is an intro story. So, you know, I, please forgive me if I, you know, I'm trying to like understand, but it's like, what you're saying is you were sharing your story and and the the therapist recognized it. So was she like a licensed therapist to deal with the trauma or how did this come about? Did you just talk to like a, a mentor and then you see it coming or, you know, how how did that whole process come up? Did you know you're going to be dealing with a therapist to bring up the trauma? You know, it's bringing like a lot of different questions up and maybe I'm throwing too many at you quickly. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like when you went in there to first initially talk. Did you go in there with the idea to bring up this trauma or did you just talk about things and then it caused on a trauma and then it took you to a whole, you had to get to a whole new therapist off of it. That's what I'm trying to understand. How oh. how did that all come about? You see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think. So I think what you're asking is, um, <laughs> so when she, when I had the panic attack in the session, she said, there's something coming up for you. Do you want to do this work? And the work was literally, she wanted to start from like in utero, to present day, like all the things, like everything that had ever happened. Um, and I would attest that everything that ever happens in your life is the same. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I am a 100% sure that we are here for self-development. That's why we exist here in this time and space. It's for us to grow and get and heal from these traumas and so I would say, just as a throwing it out there for your audience, that every challenge that we come up against is the same challenge until we can heal it and it goes away. Right. And so that, And that's why we're here. So rather than looking at them as challenges, they're actually gifts. It's like, oh, I am in reaction to this. This is a gift. Why am I freaking out over this? You know? Right, right. Why am I upset by this? Um, I, obviously there's more to it than that. And that's the process that I unpack with my clients, but, um, and in my courses. But the reality is, is it, it's, we're not meant to be here to be challenged all the time. We're meant to recognize those challenges as the gifts that they are, as the area to heal from. Um, and so when I say that it's the same challenge over and over again, it's the same people that trigger you. If they don't look the same, you know, sometimes they're, you know, spouses and whatever, and they have different, you know, color skin or hair or different clothes on, but what they are presenting to you is the same. And that's all on purpose. Like we, it's, everything is on purpose for our benefit. Like it's rigged in our favor to get through this stuff. It's it right. just we've been sort of looking at it wrong, you know? Right,
0: right. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it makes sense. I, I'm I'm getting what you're saying. I think what I'm, I'm, maybe I didn't ask it correctly, is when you went for the, to do the work, did you go in there knowing that 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 trauma was the thing that you're going to be addressing? Did you, you know, did you go in there? I mean, you don't have to explain your trauma that you're done. but I mean, when you went to go talk to the therapist, was, was this the, 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 the trauma that you went to go, uh, um, initially take care of or, or, you know, how did it, you know, go to the whole anxiety disorder? That's what I'm saying. How did that go in from the talk therapist to the disorder? That's what I'm like. Was, oh, okay. The, I, understand to that that. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I got it. I got it. Um,
1: so it's the craziest thing. So here's the deal. You don't. So, you know, I told you that I was holed up in my house for a yeah. year. Obviously, it didn't go from one day, not to the next day, totally in my house, can't leave. Right. It went it was gradual. Right. So and. um, It started with um, I had that panic attack, then I started to have them more frequently, and then I had one when I was running, I was training for a race at the time. And then I went, oh, I can't run anymore because that was too scary. And I had to walk four miles back home and I thought I was going to like, you know, die on the side of the road or whatever. Um, you know, and then it became, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. Right. So the narrow, narrow, narrowing. Right. Um, and. Uh, how it got to the. Okay, so what I want to tell you is so it's. Yeah it's all gradual, right? It's not yeah. just all of a sudden you have an anxiety disorder, right? <laughs> so that narrowing is what I'm talking about. So it's like narrowed, narrowed, narrowed. And through that process of talking about the things, all the yucky stuff that happened, um I realized that there at one point there was the maximum amount of anxiety that I could navigate, right? Like there was no more. It was awful but it didn't get worse. Like it got all the way to the peak. And the thing that I recognized on the other side of that anxiety was there was nothing there. Like literally I thought at some point there would be some huge aha or some massive trauma that I had like, you know, totally couldn't remember or whatever. But the reality was, is on the other side of that was, literally void there was nothing there and it baffled me and I thought how can this be like you know leading up to like there must be something behind all of this anxiety and what I came to understand was that that anxiety was put in place as a protection right so it was like a wall of protection but on the other side of it was nothing so it was just That I had, because of the talking about the trauma, I had taught my body to be in anxiety through that, Mm. like doing it over and over and over again, right? Because emotions release chemicals in your body, and then when you do it over and over again, it becomes habit. And that's how these sorts of things form, is through the habit of thinking the thoughts, having the emotions, releasing the chemicals, and it just keeps going until you can stop that pattern.
0: Right. That's what I and, was like. I wasn't understanding there a little bit because I was like, and I was like, did the trauma of talking cause it on? That's what I was like. kind Yeah, of it did. That was, okay. yeah. And that's kind of what
1: happened. But I want to tell people, you know, anxiety, fear, uh overwhelm, all these things, they're an illusion. They're not real. They feel really real. Trust me. I know what it feels like to be completely panicked, you know? Um, and for long periods of time, which obviously is not good for your body or your <laughs> mental anything. <laughs> um, but the reality is, is they are not real. And once we can understand that, not just in an intellectual level, but really understand it and have some strategies to moving past it, then we can go, oh, yeah, there's that thing again. That doesn't feel good. I'm going to choose this other way. So since I started doing all this work, Um, I've had two panic attacks since 19, like 2000, basically. Um, one was brought on by, um, right after I gave birth and, um, I think just my hormones were just all over the place and, um, and it was quick one and done. And then the other was I used to smoke cigarettes. And when I quit that, I had a panic attack, uh, like the first day, um, I've had almost panic attacks for years, and all I do is I tell myself that's not true.
0: Right. And when
1: I I do that, then my brain goes, oh, that's right. That's a thing that we used to do, but it doesn't really serve us, so we're going to do something else now.
0: Right. I love that, and I want to take a moment just to remind everybody that if you're already picking up some gems that Erin has been dropping, which I have, please give us a thumbs up follow up and maybe leave some comments down below because we're going to start diving into a little bit about how she can help people who recognize these pa- panic attacks and what how she overcomes them so we're going to dive down you know times of shortness like i said this is just really getting to the intro of what you do so i what do you do with, you know when your clients are coming to you have they've already experienced the panic attacks or or how do you How do you deal with your business going forward to teaching how to do you teach people how to manage their panchecks? Like, what do you exactly do you do and how do they work hand in hand with your clients? Well,
1: I'll tell you the first thing I do with every client, which is um, have them tell me their story right now for the. Not because it's like, let's talk about all the bad stuff. And you know exactly, you know what they do. They tell me all the bad stuff, right? Like we don't, when I say tell me your story, you're not like instantly going to, Oh, I have this beautiful memory about all these things, right? You're talking about all the junk, right? So it's like, I get them to tell me that story. And then as soon as they tell me that story, I tell them they're not allowed to tell that story again. Mm. Because that story is not who you are. The deepest part of you is who you are and it's not based on that story. It's not based on your thoughts. It's not based on your emotions. So when we can begin to separate ourselves from that story and create, I mean, if you asked me about my story now, I would, it would take me some time to conjure up even the things that happened but I have no energy or emotion towards them, and that's on purpose. It's not to um, disregard the people that were in it because a lot of times it's family and people that we still love to this day. It's just the story doesn't serve. Those people are fine, and you'll find when you um, sort of disassociate yourself from the story and it becomes mm. further and further away from you, that you can actually heal those relationships as well in real time. <laughs> you know, instead of having to trigger, like every time you have family get together, you getting back into your story and you being whatever that is. I was sort of always the black sheep in my family. So it's like when we all get together, then I would play that role because that's what we do in families, right? Mm-hmm. But once you begin to heal these things by not telling that story anymore, then you can move forward into becoming who you are and that no longer gets to be part of it. So I start with that. Like what's your story? And then you can't tell it again. Not only do you not get to tell it again, like verbally, we have to start getting awareness around when are you telling it in your mind, right? And it doesn't, it's not the story that you're telling in your mind, right? It's the things about the story that you decided about yourself, right? for me, one of the biggest things that happened in my life was my folks getting divorced when I was little. And so I made a decision when they did that, that I didn't deserve, or I wasn't lovable because I couldn't keep them together. The two people that I love the most, right? Mm -hmm. So how that plays out in your life, right? So you start to, awareness looks like um when things don't feel good or sound good or look good in your life like your life does not feel good that's when we start to go oh or we have some sort of crisis like oh this is not how i wanted this to be don't drop the ball there don't bandaid it there don't you know drink too much or avoid things or whatever like that's your moment to go oh okay this sucks i don't <laughs> want to do this again What else can I do? And then seek, find, there's many people like me. I may not speak to every person. Obviously I don't, but there are many people out there doing this kind of work, helping people unpack and do trauma differently, right? And, and heal. And, and that's the thing. It's like, don't stop, right? Don't, you know, overindulge in any way, shape or form. Go inside because that's where the good stuff is like for real, so then, you know, we I, I get my clients to understanding, like, what is that voice saying in my head? Right. The voice that we all have that we don't talk about that um, says all the things that are typically not the good things.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, not the raw Roger cheerleader one, the one that's saying like, oh, you don't deserve that or you can't do that or that's too hard or whatever the things are. When we begin to get awareness of that voice, then we can start to change the rhetoric that's going on in the brain. And so it starts with, you know, starting to disassociate yourself from the story. And then we create a new story. We we talk about what would the life that I've always wanted to live look like? Sometimes that's too far of a stretch for some people. So we, we talk about where can we go right now? that's better than what we have. And then we build on that story. And then I use that new story and I teach people visualization and meditation so that they can um, have a visceral experience of all the things they ever wanted in their lives, start their day with that every day. And that's where I found my joy was when I began to practice that way.
0: That's beautiful. And I, and uh, this is the point I was like, it's like we could dive so much more into this conversation, <laughs> but we are just about out of time. So I really want to touch on where can people find more information about you, your services, and what you offer?
1: Um, two ways. Uh but probably the best is Instagram. Um my handle is Aaron, Erin, E R I N Amazon Mary A C L L C. Um I have a ton of content on there. I post videos all the time and they um, I hope they're creating value. That's the feedback I'm getting. <laughs> um, but also my website is in the, um, uh, the URL is in the profile. So if you wanted to learn more about me and what was available or um, whenever I'm on a podcast, I offer a discovery call. So if anybody listening would like to have just a free discovery call, um, I can get you started on the right path of, um, you know, how do you release some of these things, or you know, teach you a strategy or something? Um, it's not a sales call. It's just how can I be of value and be of service to others? Um, because I do believe to whom much is given, much is expected, and I live by that. Um, and I love to give away. Uh, if I can help anybody, it's uh, it's always been my goal. So,
0: well, again, Erin, thank you so much. And again, I always want to say. We're just tapping the tip of the iceberg, and I would love to invite you to come back. We can go deeper into the conversation because I know there's so much more we can dive into. Would you be willing to come back?
1: Of course. I would love to. Anytime.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, We're going to set that time up because I'm going to have her come back and dive a little bit more into this because it's fascinating how we can get past some of this stuff. Our own hang-ups is usually sometimes up in here. So with that being said, <laughs> feedback is always welcome. Email us if you have any guests or show ideas. Links to all the, the sites that Aaron will mention will definitely be posted down in the description box. So please make sure you check it out down below. Thank you again for watching and listening to this video. And if you enjoying all of the insight that everyone is sharing, including what Aaron has shared today, please consider hitting that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. Alright, bye bye. <music> posted on all the great things happening with coffee with tea on confidence strides please check out the confidence strides website at confidencestrides.com that's c-o-n-f-i-d-e-n-t-s-t-r-i-d-e-s dot com and thank you for listening